Hello and welcome to the Durham Community Action Podcast. In this episode, you'll be introduced to our Chair of the Board of Trustees, Jan Waters, and Trustee Linda Bird, and I'll discuss what the Durham Community Action Podcast is about, who it's for, and what it will go on to achieve. My name is Katie Baggett, and I'm your podcast host. The idea behind this podcast is to develop a listening community for County Durham's voluntary and community sector, with episodes featuring different guests, each with useful information to share. As this week is Trustees Week, I chatted to our Chair of the Board of Trustees, Jan, and Trustee Linda, all about their involvement with Durham Community Action. What interested you to apply to be a trustee at DCA? I used to work for DCA many years ago. I did the housing project. I did a patchwork job in the housing project. So rural housing in Teesdale and Weardale primarily, and did some work in Dermotside as well, as it was then before we became a, a unitary authority. I left to go and run a similar sort of, a CVS sort of organisation, which also included a, a quite a large volunteer centre, where it became a large volunteer centre over in North Tyneside. And when I retired, I was sort of looking for other things to do. I didn't want the full job that I'd been doing, which is re- was really very full on, um, but I didn't want to just sort of sit back and twiddle my thumbs either. And an ex-colleague and friend invited me over for coffee and then invited Joe over for coffee. It was a time when DCA was still in Lanchester. I became a trustee on, on uh, DCA's board. Linda, what made you apply to be a trustee? I wanted to be involved in an organisation that makes a difference to my community and other communities in County Durham. I wanted to be involved with organisations that made an impact on the whole community from the very young to the very old. And as we've known recently, also the vulnerable as well. And also I was quite interested in its wide ranging remit. And I felt that there was an awful lot to get involved with. Could you explain a bit more about your role uh, as chair? There's the obvious route of of you're chairing an organisation, you're chairing meetings and things like that. But it's rather more than that. It's it's that interface between the board and the organisation. I meet quite regularly with Joe and we chat over things that are going on, the director of the organisation, that sort of thing. We think about all the things that have to go to the board uh, make sure that the board is fully informed and is able and has the information that it needs to make decisions. That is primarily Joe's job, but I work with her on that. I'm there as a support for the chief exec as well, and to make sure that in the way that you get support from your line manager, that's the sort of role I play for her too. And, and there is a listening pair of ears, I think, for her. But also my role is very much, I am a board member, I am a trustee and have to make sure that the organisation is, I suppose, working in any proper way that a charity should. Could you explain a bit more about your role as a trustee at Durham Community Action? We are the guardians of its values and culture and we need to demonstrate that within ourselves as well as supporting the organisation to deliver that. We are responsible for good governance and financial viability, and also monitoring the impact of the interventions that we as an organisation provide. What 
wider involvement do you have in the voluntary and community sector in County Durham? Currently, I chair a church hall committee, which is actually an independent charity. So it's a, a community venue. So I'm heavily involved in the day-to-day sort of running of that. So I'm going down this afternoon to meet with the locksmith as he needs to um, sort of put a new lock in. And while I'm there, I'll be doing some sort of gardening in the back of the church hall, probably. Last week, I was writing to all our users. So, you know, it's very much a hands-on job, very different to the sort of role that I play with DCA because there are no staff. We all muck in and we all do our bit. My whole career has been virtually has been in the voluntary sector, from working at, at Durham Community Action to then going across to run a boulder in North Tyneside. Well, I'm involved with Teesdale Action Partnership. So I'm quite involved in providing grants and things with, for voluntary organisations in my area. Actually, that's the first time I knew that Durham Community Action existed I'm also involved in Abbeyfield Barnard Castle, where we provide accommodation for older people with additional support. Um, and also, I'm a trustee of the Friends of the Bowes Museum. And obviously, Bowes Museum is quite a major cultural entity in Teesdale. And I'm also on the group of the Dementia Friendly Communities Group in Barnard Castle, where we are doing more, hopefully, to support people with dementia in our community. How would you describe Durham Community Action? It's a voluntary sector infrastructure body, which nobody understands what that means. It is there primarily to support the needs of voluntary community organisations in the county. But it does that in a direct way by offering direct support services to those organisations. But it also does it in a way by linking those organisations to other statutory and private sector bodies, such as the county council, the police, the health services and and others. It may well be linking with education, coordinating bodies for for information for for those sorts of organisations. We provide advice and expertise which is tailored to the needs of our communities and their circumstances, individual volunteers and volunteering groups and we also have a role in supporting and nurturing new community initiatives and to be fair we've done that during the COVID period recently where new organisations sprung from nothing to support their communities. You can see that we'll be supporting existing communities as as they re-emerge from COVID and we also enable good volunteering practice and opportunities and that is advice and guidance and also um, training and development. We also enable these communities to network and learn from each other, not just from ourselves. And we're also really representing and providing a voice for the community and voluntary sector in County Durham. And that is we're involved quite a lot of sort of major partnership and representative groups. And that is really where we, we can champion the needs of Um, our community groups in County Durham. Obviously, the last year, year and a half with COVID, where do you see the future of DCA? And do you think this vision has changed with COVID and the effects it's had? COVID's changed the way we work, but not what really we we do. Our primary role, as I mentioned before, is to support those voluntary community groups. In COVID, lots of new groups sprung up 
DCA was absolutely wonderful in, in making contact with those, making sure that they sort of understood their role and, and making sure that they didn't get themselves into difficulty. There was small pots of money and that could be filtered through to them. It was a, a wonderful role. And it strangely, DCA has become almost stronger in the eyes of the statutory organisations because we were the link with those voluntary groups that the statutory organisations didn't necessarily have. And so they have been very keen to use DCA. As new issues are found, and we were a way of feeding those issues through to, to statutory organisations, and they in turn are also ways of us feeding what they need and support from the voluntary sector and the sorts of key roles that the sector can play in assisting their local communities. I think in many ways DCA is stronger because the statutory sector suddenly realised, actually, we need DCA. I think the voluntary community sector were always, not all of them were aware, possibly more are aware of us than they were. I joined in some of the share and learn sessions uh, with my other hat on. And um, it's brilliant to see the sort of different groups that get involved in those and the different stories that they have. They're all playing very, very different roles. Some are very, very small organisations taking COVID very, very carefully and slowly coming out of lockdowns and things like that. They have to be very, very careful about their users. Others have been operating all the way through. So you've got very different sizes, different sorts of organisations, but the thing in common is that they serve their local communities and we're there to help them support that. It's something that we, we as a board have been talking about quite a lot because I think COVID's highlighted the importance and impact of voluntary groups in County Durham. Really, we've had to support them in different ways to the ways we've done in the past. Most of it's been remote, online. In fact, it's been well received. And I think we're going to do an awful lot more of this remote support, advice, guidance, training, enabling um, networks to, to exist. From the figures that we've had, we've actually had more people involved than we had previously. And I think that's a real plus. Health and well-being has come to the fore over the last year. And also funding from initiatives has also come to the fore. And as a result of that, we've employed new people who will support this area of volunteering and community groups and supporting what's happening. We've also recruited volunteers directly recently. I feel confident that we will continue to do that, particularly in the areas of health and well-being and mental health and well-being. That is something that's coming to the fore and I think will come forward in the next year or so. I feel that our funding has stabilised this year and has made it really enabled us to do more forward thinking about what we're trying to achieve and has given us the stability to actually put into practice things that we wanted to do over the next two or three years. And I think that's been particularly in the area of um, health and well-being. And also, I think Durham County and the government have realised the value of volunteers through this very difficult period that we've had from covid I am aware that we are supporting groups that are re-emerging from the lockdown and also particularly what we call our local community hubs, which are often village halls and meeting centres. 
And they are emerging and have really only got to grips with that since July of this year. Our role as championing community groups and the needs of community groups, and I think we'll be doing even more of that into the future in the groups and partnerships that we're involved in, and raising their needs and being involved in developing community action at a strategic level. Jan and Linda there talking about the varied work Durham Community Action does. It really highlights how responsive the voluntary and community sector has been with the challenges it has faced during the pandemic. As we come to the end of our first episode of the Durham Community Action podcast, I'd like to remind you that this podcast is not just for you, it's about you. Please get in touch by emailing katie.baggett at durhamcommunityaction.org.uk to feed your ideas for future episodes and what you want to hear about. Until then, join us on our social media pages at durhamcomaction to keep updated. Subscribe to our podcast through your favourite podcast service such as Apple, Spotify or Google and we'll see you next time.